Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here's the thing about Germany why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French Revolution. Unity, 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 going on people how you feeling this is another great episode of hashtag observations tfr by crazy d featuring my guest host my sister tanya m congress let's check out the mic let's see how everything is going how's this morning going for you this morning Testing one, two, testing mic checker one, mic checker two. <laughs> Things are going okay for me this morning. I was up kind of uh, late. I was up till uh, earlier this morning. So I've only had about maybe total of six hours sleep, uh, maybe five, which is cool. I, that's on the average what I get, but it depends on when I go to bed, how that affects me. You understand? If I go to bed at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock and get five hours, I'm more rested than if I go to bed at four o'clock and get five hours. So it just depends. But today, um, my my health treat, health snack of the morning is sliced gala apples or chunk cubed gala apples and fresh ginger. And I have a cup of hawthorn berry, hibiscus flower, uh, horsetail, and coriander seed tea. Looks like coffee, no sugar, no sweetener, because it's basically it tastes like hot water. So it's it's no taste to it, but it's very good for flushing out your system and stuff like that, detoxing. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's a sunshiny day this morning here in Cleveland, Ohio, the second one in a row. I'm gonna go out and catch some fresh air today. Just go out and you know, go out in the yard and walk around and look at a couple of things because, you know, the season is changing. So this is going to probably get down to about the last few lawn cuts. And I have some things out in the yard that I want him to do extra. So I'm just going to walk around and see what it is I need him to do this time when he comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a nice, uh, it's nice 60 something right now, but it's going to be a nice 80. But then next week it's going down. We're going to have a cold snap coming from the Pacific down from Seattle way. It's going to be coming down. It's going to drop the temperatures down. So it's starting, it's starting, it's starting, but it's still going to be warm, but it's not going to be as warm as usual. All right, people. First of all, we want to say shout outs to everyone watching us on our simulcast right now. Periscope, Vimeo, FB, and of course, the Film Review Life channel. The Film Review Life channel. Make sure that you subscribe to all of the platform. 
Hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit like, 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 like. Hit share, 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 share. Share this because as usual, we're going to be bringing information to you. We're going to be bringing information to you today. So make sure that you smash the share button, smash the like button. Did anyone see the presidential debate, the final debate before November 3rd, right? Has any, did anyone see that? Of course you did, right? And so what's the name of the show today? The name of the show is A Dominant Trump a lying, a lying <laughs> Biden policy not caught of personality. A dominant Trump, a lying Biden policy not caught of personality. Episode 33 of Hashtag Observations TFR. Smash the share button, smash the like button because as usual, we have a video presentation, right? The final presidential debate happened and now it is up to the voters. Did we hear anything last evening that would turn a Dixie Repub or Repub Dixie or a nonpartisan or independent voter to either party? Is it about caught of personality or policy? What about the Biden son and the laptop? An actual story which looks to implicate Biden. Why isn't the media covering the story? Why is the media putting out false stories or have they always been putting out false slash fake news since Trump was elected president? Let's discuss. The phone lines are open 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. So, you know, as usual, we would usually start with the memes. But we're going to get to that. We're going a little different today because we have an additional story that we are talking uh -oh. about today. We are talking about the versus, the potential versus battle between, let me bring this down so that you can see this. So that you can see this. We're talking about the potential versus battle between Bussa Bus, Busta Rhymes, and T.I. Tip, T.I., tip, right? The battle of words that lead to the verses that must happen. That's right, it must happen. So, T.I. had put a challenge out to 50 cents, right? To battle. But he was talking about East Coast MCs you know, or it was taken by Buster Rhymes that he was talking about East Coast MCs, 213-943-3358. And so Buster Rhymes put a challenge out to out to TI. And the challenge went kind of like this here. So of course we're gonna bring commentary. Here we go. It's intriguing to me that you have such a concern. 
with New York MCs. I want to understand what that's about, but from one brother that loves you to my brother that knows I love him, I'm begging you to step in the ring with me. I'm going to bust your ass. And let me tell you something. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We're going to do it with grace. But I'm a, I'm a bust T.I. I'm gonna bust your ass. C come on, T.I., let's have fun. I fuck with you, boss, and I, you know, I, re I respect my elders, man. I mean, I just not, no, no cap, no cap. I ain't trying to be funny about it at all, but just speaking honestly, Buster using leaders of the new school, which came out in that just another case of that. I was a fan of uh, uh, leaders of the new school, still am, you know what I'm saying, and all your shit, bro. But I didn't know we were reaching back. Like you know, through generations. Woo! We pause this and say, right there, in my opinion, T.I. was practicing Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch. Look up the fictitious, but to the point, Willie Lynch letter to the slave owners, right? Look up Willie Lynch. And in one of Willie Lynch's prescriptions in the letter is to divide by old and young, right? The Willie Lynch, if you've never looked up Willie Lynch, I don't practice or subscribe to Willie Lynch. And you're going to see later in this, in this, I put both, I edited both together so they could be more coherent for the people to understand what's going on back and forth. I, I edited it up that way. And I may put it up individually by itself because it tells the story better than anything else that I've seen out there, people doing those choppy edits, right? But so the Willie Lynch, open up with the Willie Lynch letter at the beginning, but he practiced right there. T.I. practiced Willie Lynch. Here we go. Okay, this is, looks like I pulled up the whole letter <laughs> in here. Hold on. Well, he opens That's up and whole... he, he does the greeting. And then he goes yes. into how to tame, uh, keep the yes. slaves at bay and keep them together. Go ahead. Okay, so he says that... Um, I had this one page. Okay, so uh, the speech was delivered by a white slave owner, William Lynch of the Bank of the James River in 1712. Gentlemen, I greet you here on the banks of the James River in the year of our Lord. Wow. 1,712. First, I shall thank you, the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia, for bringing me here. I am here to help you solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my modest plantation in the West Indies, where I have experimented with some of the newest and still the oldest methods for controlling slaves. Ancient Rome would envy us if my program is implemented. Uh, then he goes on to say, I'm skipping through. In my bag here, I have a foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that it, and if it is installed correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. 
I have outlined a number of differences among the slaves, and I take these differences and make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, and envy for control purposes. These methods have worked on my modest plantation in the West Indies, and it will work throughout the South. Take this simple little list of differences and think about them. Uh, on the top of my list is age, but it is there only because it starts with an A. The second is color or shade. There is an intelligent size, sex, size, plantation, status on plantation, attitude of owners, whether the slaves live in the valley, on the hill, east, west, north, south, have fine hair, coarse hair, or as tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that distrust is stronger than trust and envy is stronger than adulation, respect or admiration. The black slave after receiving this indoctrination shall carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generation for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Don't forget, you must pitch the old black male versus the young black male and the young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves and the okay, light-skinned we'll slaves. Right there. We'll stop right there. We'll stop right there. So the old slave to new slave. Now, T.I. has worked and, has, and appears to be conscious. And, of course, Buster Rhymes is definitely conscious as we go through this conversation here. But, and maybe T.I. was using a reverse psychology and saying, I'm not going to go at you because you're older but at the same time, the darts, in my opinion, that were being thrown still represented Willie Lynch, right? And so we're going to go through this because Bus a Bus comes back and says it does. Well, let's just play it. But in my opinion, T.I. operated under Willie Lynch because hip hop is the art form where if you can still do it. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can go into 90s, 100 years old, still doing hip-hop if you can put it down over a beat. So here we go. Let's go on. Let's have fun, T.I. This is quick. This is quick. Let me tell you something. Let's have fun, T.I. That's a huge generational gap there, isn't it? This is like, and I have a huge amount of just an ultra, like, and... In like a huge amount of respect for you, exponential amount of respect for you. I can't, you dig what I'm saying? Shh. I mean, the dead decay, man, goddamn. Give me Melly Mel then, goddamn. It's okay to let people know that you back down from this versus awful. I can't call out Rakim. Like, if Rakim call, I can't, like, well, how am I? That don't, I. I fuck with you, boss. I fuck with you. I got, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no disrespect at all now, bro. You know what I'm saying? But y'all wouldn't put Brandy up against Dion Ward. It is okay. Ain't that right, Fuzzy, Mr. Connector? <laughs> it's okay, right? Come on now. Let's, let's, let's be honest. It's okay, Tip. You, you respectfully declined. I guess that's the fancy way to say that you turned down this... Versus battle. I feel like, but you know what? I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Buster and LL Cool J. You dig what I'm saying? Like, that's the... Like, that's, you know, that the... That, you know what I'm saying? You know, 
Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Buster was. You know what's funny about that? T.I. is throwing. (laughs) As he's saying, no, no, we shouldn't do this, bro. This is a generational gap. When I first heard this, I honestly thought before, you know, Buster Ryan put the challenge out, and then I heard that T.I. had refused the challenge. This was a few days ago, and so, you know, then Buster Rhymes retort came out, and before that even came out, I said, Buster Rhymes has nothing but club banging joints. He's got 20 joints. For those who don't know what Versus is, it's Timberland and Swiss Beats. They came up with this platform called Versus, B-E-R-Z-U-Z, to honor people who have made a substantial contribution to hip-hop, to the culture, to American black culture, period. If it's R&B, hip-hop, soul, even reggae. The reggae one that kicks it off is Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. Bounty Killer and Beanie Man set the pace to how versus battles would go in the future. Not separated in two rooms, but together with two sound systems going at it, right? But when I heard it, I said, Buster Rhymes got 20 club bangers. And I'll come back and give the rest of my thoughts later. Let's continue on with this. It's on scenario, bro. Here we go, yo. Uh, here we go, yo. Uh, so what? So what? So what's the scenario? How the fuck? What the fuck? I, to, I wouldn't even. Man, I was trying to figure out how to break down the fifty slab and get goddamn one hundred and thirty dollars off of it back then when that shit came out. How am I gonna? How am I gonna do that? You dig? I just, you know, and it ain't no disrespect. I got an exponential amount of respect for you, brother. Buster versus Method Man. You want to talk about generational gap? Man, he can't even mess with That's Method a Man. Very respectful way of not saying that you don't really want to sit in the smoking section with me and that you actually just turned down the opportunity to do this versus battle with me. That's you know, that's that's decent. That's definitely decent. That's definitely decent. Um so shit, you dig? I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to make it feel like, you know, it just ain't, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I just don't think. I don't know. It's cool, Tip. You can see it, King of the South. You can see it now. (laughs) You can just say it, man. Just let the world know truly that you ain't want this bus ass that you was about to get. It's okay. Let me let me pause that right there and say that hip hop is about machismo. I'm better than you on the MIC. I'm better than you. I'm so much better with, than you with my wordplay that I flow better than you. I dress better than you. My whip is better than yours. And because I can flow so well, I can take your woman. That's what hip hop is about. Along with being within the culture of b-boying, DJing, you know, uh, breakdancing, DJing, graffiti art, and the spoken word, which is the rap itself within hip hop. 
That's what being a hip hopper is. So when you say, so when bus through, that's not even subliminal. That's right over the top. He said, you say that you are the king of the South. So if you were the king of the South, it doesn't matter what age group because King Arthur could have been damn near 90, but he still would have had to go to war with one of the lords in, in, in another one of the feudal kingdoms. It wouldn't matter how old you are. It wouldn't matter if you were uh, 10 or 17 as a king. He was going to put on that armor and get out there and do that battle to make sure that you kept your kingdom, right? So it doesn't matter about age, right? So this, let's continue. So hip hop is a art form like jazz, like blues, like reggae, like R&B, like, like soul. If you can still do it, you're going all the way to the end and people are always going to like something that you do, right? If you're mm -hmm. in it and you're locked into what's happening, right? So let's continue on with Bust Bust. So this has a potential to lead to something and I'm going to come back and talk about that in a second. Because see, the difference between me and you, my brother, and we both kings, I'm actually a god, excuse me. I'm a god of this thing. I don't run from no situation, and age don't make no difference to me. You know what makes the difference? The work that you put in. Because it don't matter when you came out, you know what I'm saying? I know people that have been out before me that I put out more albums than them after I came out after them. She ain't got nothing to do about generation. It got everything to do with how much work you could give a motherfucker when it's time for them to get this work. It's just, what in the digging in the crates is going on here, man? You know what I mean? Um... But shit, though, I will say, though, man, Buster's one of the most phenomenal talents of, of, of our time, man. You know what I'm saying? And motherfucking catalog is thick. Motherfucking catalog is thick. I did my job, and I continue to do it. Not only by significantly contributing to the culture, but any time I needed to hand out a bus ass, it didn't matter if an elder statesman was on stage or a newer artist younger than me was on stage. None of them rules don't factor in when we all got to get on the same stage and do what we do. What you going to say? I ain't performing on the same lineup with this artist because he's too much younger than me. So it ain't going to be fair for me to go on and do my job because of a generational gap. No, you're going to go up there and you're going to still whoop his ass the best way you motherfucking know how to. Actually, busting Fat Joe wouldn't be bad. You was on the Fat Joe show. Shit, you busting Fat Joe. Y'all like right riding in the same, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. But shit, man, I heard Buster got, you know what I'm saying, got a new album coming out, and that shit gonna be crack. I already know. I can't wait. I can't wait to hit a motherfucker with, uh, I heard Buster got one with, with ODB. Shit, my man. So let's not make no excuses, King. Just tell the people. You was really not ready to get this ass whooping on the world stage. 
That's the truth. Now, to the rest of the world, again, I'll repeat. Whoever, wherever, whatever. As a matter of fact, I don't mind going up against two different artists in the same verses. By myself. <laughs> Swiss Timberland, y'all might want to think about that. It'll be a first. Some groundbreaking shit. Anybody who wants smoke, please respond accordingly. Y'all know what to do. Extinction Level Event 2, October 30th, 2020. The prophecy will be fulfilled. All right, people. So look, there is something that is potential to go on with this. This could be because, listen, listen, being out here in Las Vegas and having filmed some things and been around some of the old school hip hop artists and hearing their conversation and knowing I wouldn't call bus a bus old school. We, we, we're talking about going back further, but listening to their conversation and what they say, they are ready at any time. And their whole thing is to come places and conquest places. You, you understand what I'm saying? Their whole thing is to come and to, and they have been teaming, in just my opinion, my observation on it, they have been teaming to get, being the hip hop started out in the Bronx, 1973, Cool Herc, right? They have been teaming to get at the South. I can tell you, because the South did something that no one, no other region did that, short, short of the West Coast. West Coast taught them how to do money, but even though it was still a love there, even though course it was a West Coast, East Coast, West Coast thing, but that was pushed by magazines. But they have done something because they remember the times when the East Coast artists would come in and call them country. I remember sitting with a certain East Coast Island that came from Strong Island, Long Island, and he talked about being on tour with, when they first started, being on tour with a group and they were looking at the people as they, the people in the South and in the Midwest and, and the, in, in the West Coast that were coming up to the bus and the main artists would say, look at all them country, look at how country they, they country, they country, they country. So they remember, so Atlanta in particular remembered that and they have held it since they got in. And now it's becoming general intergenerational wealth in this hip hop and if you want a record that's gonna hit you've got to have that Atlanta sound and that's been going for now about the South period I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it since the 90s mid 90s I'm gonna give it about 20 27 years hip hop has been in existence for 40 right 43 43 years that's a substantial chunk of time to be in control of a music and people have to come to you to get beats or they have to emulate your beat to make it this has a potential to open up i remember 
that there was a promotional uh, outcast to come out with their second album, AT Aliens. And it was at the old cotton club that was Burt's. And the promotional team, see, I, I, I'm a Midwest writer. I, I, I deal with my Midwest. I'm, I'm, I'm about Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Midwest, right? And so I'm a Midwest writer. And I remember that the street teams then were East Coast, in my opinion, jock riders, okay? They, they love the East Coast. So even though they had brought in outcasts, and this was Big Boy and... And, and and Andre 3000, I'll never forget it as long as I'm still breathing. I will never forget this. I remember it was at the club and there was a certain DJ DJing and Buster Rhymes came in. So when he says he hands out a can, a whip ass, and he believes in hip hop culture, which is I am better than you, and at any time I can even commandeer the stage from you. He believes that, and I have seen it in action. This is Buster Rhymes, Thin Buster Rhymes with the locks, right? With 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 the with the uh, Boy Scout and and his crew coming in, right? So he comes in. Now, Outkast is done just doing their second song. They, they're supposed to be promoting so people go out and buy the album. Busta Rhymes comes in. He daps them up. He takes the mic. He said, I don't care whose stage this is. This is my stage. He just started rattling off. And I remember Big Boy and Andre 3000 back to the back wall where the curtain was, right? And I remember Andre's eyes. Andre's eyes were just looking at Buster Rhymes as he was doing, he came in and commandeered the stage and he looked up at the dick. Now see, I'm a Cleveland Midwest writer and I was, a, we had had historical situations with different rap groups that's gonna uh, remain nameless when I DJ some shows. We're gonna remain nameless because I've told those stories before, but he looks up at the DJ. Now, the DJ, arguably, the DJ that was up there that was from Cleveland, he wasn't a cutter. He was a blender. It was in his name. And so he wasn't a cutter. He wasn't a cutter. But see, I was a blender and a cutter, right? I could cut, right? So he tells the DJ, so he's from, so Buster Rhymes' record, he had that yah, 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 yah. And it started off on a, it didn't start on the one. It was cut off at the one and it kind of started at the two. So you had to go, yeah, 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 right? So you had to go, yeah, 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 right? So you had to hit it, do, do, because it would go, do, do, before the downbeat one would come. So it was cut off at the at the one, and so we had to go do do, or maybe it was caught off at the two, and it went three four. It went three, three four. Three, um. four. It went three four. Three, four. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, because it was cut. The one and two was cut off, so it had to go three four. Ah, uh, uh. uh, yeah. So I, I, I was mastering. I was cutting that up, cutting that back and forth. So he looks up at the DJ. Now hip hop is about. I'm better than you. And because I'm better than you, I can commandeer your stage. My flows are better than you. So then that means that I'm fresher than you. I got the flyer whipped in you and I can take your woman. And in DJing, that means that when the challenge comes, you 
take that challenge and you send them back packing back to where they came from. Let me calm down. That's 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 my hip hop. That's my hip hop ride. Okay, so I was never a fan. I, I'm a DJ. I, I rocked. I knocked beats together. I wasn't a fan. Mine was a purpose. I loved the ability. I loved the ability of DJ, and I was not a fan. I didn't really listen to the lyrics. I listened to how the beats connected. That was my thing. So, as Bustin' Rhymes says. So the DJ is fumbling around with it because it starts at the three and he's fumbling around. And Buster Rhymes calls a challenge about DJing. And I'm standing out there. I'm not DJing this event, right? Because I swear, it, it, people have seen it. If they had called challenge, I would have said, send your boy up. But anyway, he calls challenge. DJ, you're going to get this right? You're going to get this right. I'm going to have to send my boy, the Boy Scout up there to do it for you. Oh, man. I was, I was like, oh, my God. I looked at the dude's wife. That was there. I said, tell him, don't let him do that. I'm looking up at the DJ. I said, man, don't let him do that. Call challenge. Call challenge. He had, he was looking at me. He, he, he did his finger like this. And he was all starry-eyed like Buster Rhymes was going to take him on tour with him if he got it right. People who have their own people, especially from out of New York, are not going to take you on tour. They're not going to take you on tour. They're not going to take you on tour. Chuck D might be the only one that would take you on tour, but he came from Strong Island. Difference. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it, and, and so finally he gets the record start. But if I had been up there, I would have went, I would have went, yeah, 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 yeah. Just send your boy up. He would have had to say, it's cool. Just like uh, Camp Lowe said, it was cool. On the Daylight Show, so at the Peabody's. He said, you want to do your set? I started breaking off. I started breaking off uh, Audio 2. And I, I, you know, Audio 2 goes, I was like, I said, come on. I was on the mic. Come on, let's do it. Then Campbell said, that's all right. Their career wasn't nothing after that. Because, you know, that gets back. People don't know that. That gets back. That gets back to the people. That gets back. And they, they, they shit went, woo. He said, you were in Cleveland? What happened? But anyway, that's another story. That's all water under the bridge, all that. But I would have told him, send your boy, and your boy would be, sir. But anyway. I saw it, and I will never forget Andre's eyes on that. And I still don't believe that Andre has worked with them because Andre is a Gemini. Buster Rhymes is a Taurus. I still <laughs> don't believe that that Gemini has worked. So to see that, to know what's going on, to look at this, and say this has a potential because the East Coast has been wanting, in my opinion, to topple that empire because it is about hip hop and it is about the battle. T.I. open. T.I. is going to have to do this. And Versus is supposed to be about a celebration, but now it turns more antagonistic because Buster Rhymes is about 
flattening and commandeering where he walked in and I saw it and that's the story but I would have been like send your boy we're going to see who commandeers today that's me because I was a hip hopper I'm a hip hopper I'm a hip hopper but you know that's water under the bridge then but yeah yeah but that that um that was something what, what you got to say before we move on to Donald Trump and Biden smash the share button smash the like button this has a potential to start the east coast versus the south and this will be something to remember because I'm sure there are plenty of people who were in my opinion slighted like Outcast was that day when Buster Rhymes came in and said yeah yeah or just any other east coast acts that they weren't handled like we handled some of that well myself because the other people were still friends with them backstage I don't know what that was about but we were challenged you challenged you step up and you destroy because that's what hip hop is but anyway what do you got to say about that it's funny the whole time T.I. was talking that voice uh, and what he was how he was talking remind me of somebody that I know um, husband of somebody that I know and the same, <laughs> it was just full of doo-doo, full of doo-doo. And the more he talked, like he's sending out darts and stuff, but all I kept seeing, hearing is, I don't want to take this dude on. I don't want to take this dude on. I don't want to do this. That's what I heard. That was my interpretation through everything that he was saying, all of the cleverness. And, and T.I. is a, a, a clever, intelligent type dude, but... He is scared. He was jelly backing it. So that's all it was today. He was jelly backing it. That's all I wanted to say. That was funny to me. And he sounded just like this person I know and, and trying to be clever with words and stuff. That's how that person is too. But it still boils down to he jelly backing on that one. So, so you know, as we go through and as we, you know, tell these stories, you know, because, you know, stories like that will come up. Because if I was on the set, it was no, I was on my Midwest ride. If you, Because hip-hop is about standing for where you're from. It's not about genre. Matter of fact, Cleveland stands for so much where it's from. So it will lull people to sleep. And next thing you know, they're getting their jewelry stolen. That's another story for another time. That didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Okay, let's go here. Six rules to kick ass in life. Six rules to kick ass in life. Know that your only competition is who you were yesterday. I have mixtapes where I say that, how can I do better than I did before? This is what this is all about. If you go back and look at all of the strings of things that I've done, I've never worried about competing with people. People are worried about competing with me. And then when they did compete, it was grand opening, grand closing, more popular mix. But that's another story. That's just that hip hop ride. But see, I say, how can I do better than what I did last time? That's what life is about. You're not looking at someone else. Those who look at someone else have not had what they feel that feel feelings, emotion. This is what this whole election is about. Emotion. Some people don't feel they, they don't feel that they've done anything, and so they want to compete too. 
earn, save, and invest before you spend. Two, earn, save, and invest before you spend. Three, we just talked about investing yesterday in alternative investments or alternative commodities, episode 42. Three, avoid negative people. Life is too short now, would you agree? Life is too short. Number four, if you don't go after what you want, you will never never get get it. it. Number five, see failure as a beginning, not an end. Number five, see failure as a beginning and not an end. And number six, our habits decide our future. If you don't put the work in, you won't see the return, right? You have to put work in, right? Now, here's one that is really interesting. You see, what does this have to do with a dominant Trump, a lying Biden policy, not culture of life, not cult of life? A cult of personality. What does this? What do these memes have to do with? Stick with us. Smash the share button. Smash the like button. Because we have another video presentation edited up by yours truly. Did you think it would just be one? You've got two. I put that in context and put it together for you, right? Now, when you you when you use your demons to your advantage. When you use your demons to your advantage. This is a scene from Exorcist. And and there he is painting the wall, standing on the possessed person. So when you use your demons to your advantage. I howled when I saw this. I just laughed. I, I cried. I said, this is very interesting, I thought. Let's move on. Next one. Okay. This is a question for you, Tanya. This is this this was an interesting one that I found, and I thought it was interesting. So I'm gonna ask a question. These next two are question memes or question slides. All right? Let me bring it up so you can see it. Without using numbers, how old are you? The person says, I'm pager and payphone years old. Use without using numbers. How old are you? I am rotary dial phone and 33 and a third record years old. Oh, that was that was good. You brought that right. You brought that right off the head. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't tell what would you have said? You know what? I don't know. That's very hard because ours would be similar because we only have five years different, right? But I would probably say vinyl and eight track tape. Huh? Yeah, vinyl and eight track tape. No. Well, how about how about vinyl and CD? No, 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 no. Because I came of age with the CD. I came of age in the nineties, but I go back. To when the eight okay. track and the okay. vinyl was okay. it, right? Right, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But thanks for making me thanks for making me a 30-year-old though. I appreciate that though. <laughs> okay. Which movie was the funniest? 
you can only choose one. The choices are uh, Harlem Nights, Life, Bad Boys, and Coming to America, the original. Hmm. Hmm. That's hard, right? Wow. That's hard, right? That's hard. I'm thinking, you know what? Um, I would choose, oh, wow. Because I'm thinking of scenes now from these different these different movies. Um, <laughs> um, I say coming to America. I mean, I had another one. It's between two for me. But I'll say coming to America because I remember it uh, uh, when uh, they went there. You know, Simi, he wasn't having it. He, he, he wanted to be back with royalty and he had that apartment. Re completely redone that apartment <laughs> and he had it all macked out with the bathtub and stuff that was funny to me you know what i i have to say harlem nights because of all the people Della reese uh that's Fox, yeah richard prayer right but the one of the most funniest scenes has to do with arsenio hall Arsenio Hall is one of the most funniest scenes in the film to me when he's... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say because I want people to watch it, right? But that's one of the funniest scenes ever, I, I thought. Okay. So we're getting ready to start hitting the rubber to the road, right? We we warmed you up. We got, we got some non-contextual. Now we're going to start getting into some context, right? Now, this comes from, I left this name up here because I, Will Horton, I, I, I uh, have a respect for what he says, right? Hopefully, now this is, this is in-depth thought because this man is a ADOS, right? Hashtag ADOS supporter, ADOS, right? He believes in what they say. So this is a interesting concept that he uh, an interesting opinion, not concept, right? Hopefully the conversations will shift once the realities for a, for a significant number of blacks. Racism is not a deal breaker when selecting a political candidate. I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but it requires a rethink and refocus when seeking a commonality to advance the, I say, American black community. Clearly, Biden is the front runner as Trump self-destructs in the polls. This was a little, this was two hours ago this morning, but it, but that's, he's watching the echo chamber, but that's cool. But it begs the question, what does the actual, what, does that actually mean for black economic empowerment? Yes, see, let's go back. What does that actually mean for black economic empowerment? What does it matter who is in office if they believe the same thing? They just go about doing it a different way. Must we forget MLK posed the same question 52 years ago in a book entitled, Where Do We Go From Here? 
right? Which brings this meme up. This meme is very interesting. It's um, it's this right here. It's, it's things that we've talked about in previous weeks. We owe illegals nothing. We owe illegals nothing and our veterans everything. We owe illegals nothing and our veterans, especially our black veterans from Vietnam and before that Korea and before that World War II, everything, right? Here's another. This is this is uh, interesting. Did he say nobody has done more for blacks other than Abraham Lincoln? Lincoln has the L, but anyway. Then him? What the? Huh? This dude is an idiot. He is a fucking idiot, right? Okay. So my question to everyone who who says that who says, did he say that? You're so up in arms over Abraham Lincoln. What did Abraham Lincoln actually do for American black people? What did Abraham Lincoln actually do for American black people? If you know, you can call in 213-943-3358 or you can write in the chat and we will read it off of the chat. What did Abraham Lincoln actually do? So if the man is saying he has done more for American blacks, and that's not, he doesn't say then Abraham, he says probably more than, but most definitely, uh, probably, uh, probably other than Abraham Lincoln, he says. But definitely, He's done more for American black people and the least racist up on this stage. See, those are those are phrases for you to catch if you did the research. So what did Abraham Lincoln actually do? Can you tell us? Can someone tell us? 213-943-3358. What did Abraham Lincoln actually do for American blacks. And don't say, well, they weren't called American blacks, so really nothing. No, well, you know, come on. We're just using context here of what, how we talk today. Okay, here we go. The biggest deception was to teach us to fear our magic and see power and ancestral connection as evil. Quote, this person says, I realized this magic was not something to be feared, but a gift to be passed on. Hannah speaking the good word. Lovecraft country. It's a scene from the Lovecraft country, right? But it's writing and it's sitting there and it's... If you haven't seen Lovecraft country, you have to see it, right? So here's another meme. Here's one that has to make you go, hmm, for a minute as you as you look at it, right? As you read it. Burglar, aren't you going to call the cops? Me. Why? No one else knows you're here. 
take a second to sink in. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Deviously. Deviantly hilarious. <laughs> kind of a Freddy Krueger movie. Kind of a Freddy Krueger movie yeah. on, a, on, a, on a criminal. Okay, here we go. To all the doors that closed on me, I'm coming back to buy the building. For all the doors that closed on me, I'm coming, thank you, to buy the building. Just let that sit for a minute. These are aggression situations right here, right? Now, here's one from Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes wrote one. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, you're ready. Stop living your life to be liked by everyone. You don't like, he should say everybody. You don't like everybody. Stop living your life to be liked by everyone. You don't even like everyone or everybody. Look here, everybody. Okay, so let's bring this down here. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought Denzel, I mean, excuse me, Denzel, Wesley. there. <laughs> you know, he won, he, he won in um, Mo Better Blues. If you've ever seen Mo Better Blues, you have to see that film. Okay, people, here we go. It's intriguing to me that you have such oh, a concern no. No, with New one. York MCs. Okay, wait a I want to understand what that's about, but I got some audio here going on. Okay, here we go. All right. The greatest difference between these two men is not the color of their skin, but the content content of their character. Right? Let me read that again. The biggest difference between these two men is not the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Now, char character is action. Getting things done. That's all character is. Character and action is interchangeable in a script. A character is action. A action is character. So you may not like a person's actions. But you look at what they do to uh, get it done. Now, in my opinion, little Lord Fauntleroy, to the left, my opinion, <laughs> looked decent. He was all of that. He, he looked decent. He, he appeared to be able to say all the catchphrases and all that. He was very symbolic. But as far as getting things done, done he wasn't worth the what? toilet paper to wipe his butt that's right <laughs> now yesterday in the debate a biden said well there was a republican senate and house and donald trump said well you just have to work with them joe you just have to work with them i had it but i got the criminal reform passed and they said that I wouldn't get a vote. You have to work with them, right? So there's no excuse in activity unless your character 
Your action was all fictitious and built up to seem like you could do, but you couldn't. Okay, people. Here's, here's one right here. It says, now li listen to what they say. Listen to what they say. This is very important to decipher this. You have to decipher this or you will be misled, led astray. At least 47 million Americans have already voted, surpassing the total number of early 2016 ballots. Let me read it again. At least 47 million Americans have already voted, surpassing the total number of, number of early 2016 ballots. Okay, 2016, the vote was suppressed because, and depressed, it was suppressed because the people were depressed and they didn't like Hillary. So looking at 2016 and saying that 47 million have surpassed, how does that compare to 12 and 08. Don't try to fool me with numbers with an unpopular candidate. Don't try to fool me with numbers of an unpopular candidate in 16. Let's go back to 12 and 8 and we will tell if the numbers are actually coming out like one of the surrogates for for uh, Biden said that he's looking at there being uh, uh, Obama type numbers. If that if that <laughs> segregation, we've already laid this out for you, that segregationist, not reformed, in my opinion, my observation, gets as many votes as Barack Obama did being as the first, uh, being the first, quote unquote, American black, uh, first black president, take American off, uh, the first black president then I then something either either is going on. Either they are stuffing the ballots, or there is a lot of coondom out there, and I, that, that's just what I'm going to leave that right. If Biden gets as many votes, but they're saying 16, so you can't fool me. But everybody else, when they think of 16, for some reason their mind clicks back to clicks back to. Uh, Eight and twelve, right? Which brings us to our video presentation, our second video present. We have two. Can you believe it? We have two video presentations today, edited up by yours truly, right? Now, for those who did, who were watching the echo chamber and did not get a chance to really get good commentary breaking down because arguably no matter what people say, no matter what they say, no matter what kind of fake news they give to you, because at this point I'm looking at the news and I'm saying, I didn't believe it before but now I believe it now it is fake news. If you didn't get the right context, and I know this is going to be a bitter pill to swallow but I remember and we tell this all the time Tracy's grandmother was always, for some reason, on the right channel. Wanna know why? Because she wanted to know what they were thinking. She came from the South, and she wanted to know what they were thinking. And you have to know what they were thinking. You can't go with 
echo chambers because you will never know what they are thinking. The plot could be on the channel to come get you out your house and you wouldn't know it because you were listening to the echo chamber, the chamber talking about happy days are here again. Come on. <laughs> and then they knocking in your door because you weren't watching the channel that was going to give you what was really happening. So they're giving it to their people. Right? So, before you that's some good oatmeal. Before you turn this off, stick with this, stay with this, because it's very important that you hear this, that you have a understanding, middle standing, and overstanding of what is going on. So we're going to go through this, and of course, we're going to stop and give context along the way. 213 943 3358. Let's go. There can be no question as to what he's going to do and no surprises when it, you know, he says something, he does it. You know, he says something, he does it. You know, he says something, he does it. The laptop is not a bit of disinformation from Russia. The laptop is not a bit of disinformation from Russia. As far as expectations go, yep. I guess my, the bar was so low for Trump that it, it really seemed like he might have won. It really seemed like he might have won. It really seemed like he might have won. To who do you blame? We're talking about politicians and regular citizens that become president of the United States. And the only way a regular citizen can could even think to become the president of the United States is they have to be at least a billionaire, right? And they have to have a billionaire that has crafted the correct message. Now, whatever you believe about that message, you can believe that. We've shown you different shows. You can go back and watch the shows. We're moving forward. We're not moving backwards, right? Because we have no dog in this hunt because we're not voting for one nor two because we're not Dixie Coons or Republican Coons, Independent Coons or nonpartisan Coons. We've already been through that. I will continue to repeat that. So there's no dog in this hunt, but you have to look at what's happening because to abstain is the greatest vote you can have. And you abstained because you're not, you're not talking reparations, baby. You got to talk reparations. Okay, look. When a person, politicians will stand in front of your face and lie to you and say they're going to do something. Know that they have no intentions on doing it. And then... When they get in the office, then they come back four years and in the next four years for election time, at the end of the third year, they're trying to get another four, they will say, well, we're gonna get it done this time. These people stopped us from doing it, but we're gonna get it done this time. And then they kick it down the road and they kick it down the road. Like I said, if, if Kennedy hadn't got his cap peeled, he would have kicked it down the road. He said, you got to vote for me for my next election because that's where he was headed. And then he would have kicked it down the road when you got to vote for my brother Bobby. And they would have kicked it. You got to vote for my brother Teddy. And then we would have kicked it down. They wouldn't have been in civil rights. But he got his cap pill. And Johnson was feeling sorrowful enough and emotional enough 
that he told King, you got to get out there and show something the media can show so I can get this pushed through. Show me that there is injustice out there so that I can fight and push and lobby and push this through. Twist arms to get this through, right? Politicians will lie, but when the guy says at the beginning, if you listen to what Trump said, he has done what he said he was going to do, even up against obstruction. He's made sure that you still have your, just my opinion, he's made sure you still have your job because the other guy is bringing in immigrants. Did you listen to the debate last night or were you in your emotions and not looking at, you were looking at cult of personality and not policy. It's policy, not cult of personality, stupid, right? So what is cult of personality? Before we continue on with the video presentation, we have to come up with some definitions. Boy, I'm packing it in today. Smash the share button. Smash the like. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh, got some, got some oatmeal down the wrong windpipe as I took in a breath. <laughs> All right. So let's see. All right. So let's look at cult of personality. Cult of personality or cult of the leader arises when a country's regime or more rarely an individual uses the tech the techniques of mass media, media spelled wrong, propaganda, the big the big lie, spectacle, the arts, patriotism and government organized demonstrations and rallies to create an, an idealized, heroic, and worshipful image of a leader, often through unquestioning flattery and praise. A cult of personality is similar to a, a pathos, a pathosis, apotheosis, except that it is. Uh, es established by modern social engineering techniques, usually by the state of the party in a one-party state and dominant party states. It is often seen in totalitarian and authoritarian countries. Are we in a totalitarian and authoritarian country? No, not yet, but it appears that one side where the media is blocking out to make the other side look bad, it does look like the media will be used for that, right? Be used for that. All right, so here we go. What is apotheosis? We've talked about it before, but what is apotheosis? Apotheosis is the glorification of a subject of a divine, on a divine level, and most commonly the treatment of a human like a god. The term has meanings in theology where it refers to a belief and in art where it refers to a genre. Now, let's look at contrast. Because we have to have contrast 
what you have to do when you're watching these debates is have to get out of emotion. You like this guy. That's cult of personality. You have to get into policy. So you have to be able to give and be able to look at a person and give contrast and be able to deliver contrast, examine and know the contrasting differences between the two. A noun, contrast as a noun, the state of being strikingly different from something else in justification of close proximity or close proximity. Verb, uh, differ strikingly, right? So that is what we have to do. We have to look at the two men and see how they differ. Not because, oh my God, he was the vice president of Obama or that Donald Trump is a billionaire, but the policies that have been and the laws and the legislation that has been written that affect you. It's all about legislation, law, and the policy, right? So let's continue on here. For COVID, do you blame the president for the deaths stemming from COVID? Show of hands. One, two, two of you do. That's it. Why? Why? Because he didn't take the necessary um, precautions to uh, make sure the people knew uh, about COVID and how serious it was in our community. And he didn't listen to the scientists. And, um, well, he didn't listen to the scientists. He shut down, he, he locked <laughs> us down for a number of months. So he listened to somebody. Right, it wasn't Barron and Melania. He was right, listening to Dr. Fauci. He knew about this um, COVID-19 and he didn't um, be very public with the with, with people in the community. Okay, this is a guy, in my opinion, just look at him, and this is Southern Ohio. This isn't Northeast Ohio, but wherever you're going. But anyway, look. This is a guy that is dealing with, in my opinion, emotions. He, he, and he's listening to the echo chamber. He said that Donald Trump did not level with the people. We've already talked in shows about after Vietnam and bringing the camera, bring, filming and bringing the war into the living rooms of the people, they said they would no longer do that anymore and they will treat the American citizen like children and it's really on a need to know basis. Now that's the way it is. That's how all politicians are. Believe you <laughs> me, if Biden is in there, just like Obama, when a lot of people were dying, they will find a way to spin it so that it seems less and it's on a need to know basis. That is facts. All you have to do is research that and know what's going on because they don't want hair on fire. We've talked about this before. Oh man, people are gonna die. People, when they said it was a shutdown, they were running and fighting over toilet paper. Cleared the shelves off of all cleaning items. Took everything. <clears throat> Walmart, bear. And you're gonna sit up and say that you would tell the people exactly, or you're going to put a, a not a spin, but a good face on it and say that we are going to persevere through this. Then the commentator says, 
that Donald Trump shut it down in January. How much earlier did you want to shut it down? You know, the the NBA All-Star game was going on, and, you know, you wouldn't have wanted to miss that on uh, TNT, would you? <laughs> How much earlier would you like it to uh, be put down when all the doctors, including all the ones that are slamming Trump now, were saying, oh, this isn't going to be a big deal. It's not going to be anything. Go check the information. Everyone was saying the same thing before they weren't. That's flip-flopping. But the man, character, <clears throat> is action. Donald Trump took action. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you straight up, point blank. You can forget about the PPE. You can forget about what was happening with the different corporations because he was a corporate guy. He was able to bring the corporations together. If Biden gets in there, all that is going away. Good luck. And he's going to say mandatory. Are you willing to take a, the mandatory vaccine? You're going to take the word? He says, don't, don't take the word of Trump. But as soon as he gets in there, he hasn't seen anything. And what if the first hundred days they say, oh, it's safe. He hasn't had time to research or anything. He's just going to say mandatory and you're going to believe it. So let's continue on. It will still be the same same information and data that Trump would have been working with to say that the vaccine was safe. But you're going to take his word then? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Stop dealing with emotions. Stop dealing with court personality and start dealing with policy. Look at the policies. When until this guy comes up again? A ask yourself, does he sound like me? Then very quickly, you wanted to say? It's Monday morning quarterbacking. This is an unprecedented pandemic that no one in the world has dealt with before. And for someone to say that I would have done something different that would have made a difference, I don't believe it. Mark, very quickly. You know, like most Americans, I am worn out on the pandemic. And let's just talk about what Americans are concerned about, jobs, a paycheck, and having some type of financial security. And we're in a pandemic, okay. we're in Ohio, and yet Trump has threatened 63,000 Ohioans' jobs by wanting to have a boycott against Goodyear. This was a little tete-a-tete the candidates had vis-a-vis -vis lockdowns, watch. You haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Well, no, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look, they need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, everybody says, slow up. All he does is talk about shutdowns, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York, you look at what's going on in California, you look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all, they're shut down so tight. And they're dying. Here in Columbus, Ohioans, do you want more shutdowns? Hands. No, no, not a hand in the room. Uh, go ahead, Lauren, you wanted to say what? I want to say that we can't have economic success, educational success, any kind of success until we get a handle on COVID. And that means doing whatever it is so that we don't have 224,000 more people dying. Okay. She obviously did not listen to the briefings that in April, they said, if we do everything that is possible, still 240,000 people will die. 
if we do nothing, if Donald Trump hadn't shut down in January, two million people would have checked out of here. Do you think, I mean, just looking at back and how long it took Obama to ponder things. I mean, just being, just being rational and not emotional about him being the first black president. Do you think that anything would have been solved as long as, as long as he pondered things? He pondered things for days and, and weeks before it would become to a decision. That was his professorial nature to be that way. Do you think that 240,000 240, would be dead right now? Or do you think that there would be at the almost 2 million mark today? Did he have the ability? Remember, he came from Hawaii. He went through school. His life is not practical application. Right. Could you, as a non-businessman, be able to organize those various corporations, get their word with a handshake, and they follow through? When you call Walgreens right now, when you call Walgreens right now, they say when the vaccine is ready, they you can come to Walgreens to get it. Who was one of the people that Donald Trump was talking to? Walgreens, CBS, but you weren't watching the daily briefings. So you don't know. And you just think when you listening to Walgreens, they say, oh, they're going to have a vaccine when it comes in. That's directly from Donald Trump and his administration. And you don't even know it. You don't even know it. And this is life and death. And this man is talking about shedding things back down. This woman is only halfway informed because she's listening to the echo chamber. And not firsthand watching. Let me tell you something. We would watch the echo chamber and that's what made us have to switch over to watching Fox and then switching back occasionally back to them because... When you would listen to what they were reporting, they would talk about how contentious the relationship was with Trump and and them as reporters. And the reporters are supposed to report the news. They're not supposed to be a public figure. They're supposed to report the news. And maybe they will have a book out one day that make them a public figure after they retire. But before that, they're supposed to report the news and they would never give it to you straight. So how could you be informed? How could you be an informed citizen of the United States of America, the corporation? You couldn't. So let, let, let's continue on. I mean... I mean, so this is e this is easily because they had both sides in the room. They didn't have the room stacked with one side of people to get what they wanted to give you an illusion, a mirage of what's going on. They had two sides. And so it was fair and balanced and with no fear. Here we go. Uh, Alex? I will say it's, it's very ironic coming from the party of science and experts, those who urge us to listen to those people who don't cite economists who are experts or child psychologists who are experts who cite the disastrous effects of public masks on children 
and the economic effects of the shutdowns. Those are experts, too. We don't listen to them for some reason. Yeah, no, there, there is a selectivity in there. So very quickly, Taylor. We have a mask mandate. We have social distancing guidelines. We have all these things in place right now, and yet cases still going up. So when is the point do we say, okay, we're doing what we need to do? I want to talk about the minimum wage. They debated both Trump and Biden raising the minimum wage. Watch. Do you think this is the right time to ask them to raise the minimum wage? You, of course, support a $15 federal minimum wage. I do, because I think one of the things we're going to have to do is we're going to have to bail them out, too. We should be bailing them out now, those small businesses. You said we have reaction. to help our small businesses by raising you the know, minimum wage. That's not helping. Alabama is it's different not. than New York. New York is different from Vermont. Every state is different. It should be a state option. Do we need a minimum wage increase to $15 an hour? Now, here comes comes Smarty, and he's getting ready to respond. A $15 an hour, that sounds good, but guess what? The independent person cannot afford to pay $15 an hour. You might be no. one of the ones that gets your pink slip. So you got to think about that. Now, the people who are corporations, yes. People who are an independent business for themselves, they can't afford to pay $15 mm-hmm. an hour. And I remember there was a dude that was out here that used to push that. That was for the black thing. But now that Trump is in there, now he's for, now he flip-flopped. I don't appreciate that. What you got to say? You know. You know, um, this is this is all about a mentality, because if you're a person in business, you understand the dynamics of your payroll and what it takes to meet it. Because not only see, okay, are we talking about fifteen dollars an hour plus benefits? Because technically, if you want to add that in, that's about another eleven dollars an hour to the employer uh, to provide those benefits. And now we know that long gone are the days where company paid benefits. You, uh, the people are paying into their benefits, but still, in order for get for them to get those benefits at a group rate, you're still talking about another eleven dollars an hour. So technically, the person is making twenty six, not fifteen. And if you're talking about independent businesses, they're not going to be able to do that. No way, no how. They don't even pay themselves a salary like that. The owners of an independent uh, business do not pay themselves like that because they can't afford to pay themselves like that, right? So people who don't have a mind, a business mind, they don't know anything about business, they're going to say, yeah, 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 $15 an hour, $15 an hour, but you're not, what you're going to do is take the economy belly up as far as the small businesses are concerned, you're putting them in a position, they're going to go belly up trying to pay that. That's that You have to be able to balance. So by Donald Trump being a corporate guy, he's able to look at the totality of everything and how one thing cause and effect, how one thing is going to affect the other thing to bring balance to bring subtlety, to bring balance so that you're easing into things and you're allowing one thing to catch up, you pass something else that catches up so that you level out the playing field. And that's what he has done. That's what he's been doing. But you wouldn't have, you wouldn't know that if you don't have a mind for business, you just in your feelings, like D said, 
You think so, Al? Yes, because um, in my community, um, mothers are having to take care of their families, and they need the increase to help provide for their families in our community. Does this help small business? You have a no, small business, Deb. It does not help small business. It harms us. Why? And because the pot's only so big, and if you want to have more pay for people, you're going to have less people. You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling and the truth. Stuff is true about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq. If this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. Okay. Did the president disrupt Ooh. Joe Biden's decency pitch with that line of argument? Anybody? Hands. David? Why? Well, he brought his uh, character into question with all the news, the recent news of uh, the corruption. The, 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 the allegations that Hunter right. Biden might have colluded with, with these uh, Chinese interests. Go ahead, Taylor. Last I remember, this is the exact same things that they were accusing Trump of for three years with this Russia collusion narrative. So now, all of a sudden, now it's with Joe Biden. It's gone, gone away, disappeared, poof. Paul? That's one of my favorite things, and, and one of the main reasons why I'm going to vote for President Trump is because there can be no question as to what he's going to do, and no surprises when it, you know, he says something, he does it. And that's the, he made the point over the course of the debate not more, no more politics. This is, this is business. This is uh, running the, as a real person. And I really appreciated that about him. Uh, Joe Biden cast dispersions on this entire episode saying this came from Rudy Giuliani. If you just watched the debate yesterday, you, you'll see like what? Donald Trump got at him in the first one because he was uh, he was angry. He he fell into his emotions. This one he was measured and he delivered and he made Biden speak all over himself. Look, everything that they have said about a totalitarian and uh, authoritarian and a a anarchy situation is what the media is setting up by censoring stories if the media if you feel that it's okay for the media to censor these stories today the media will censor you tomorrow you say it again. If you believe that it's okay for the media to censor these stories today, when you need them most to tell your story, they will censor you. You're setting up, you're supporting the very state of affairs that will make the state, the republic, unstable and will lead to those that can come in and be connected to the media and use the media as an arm of propaganda to put their point across without ever hearing the dissenting side. Yay, nay, abstain or yay, nay, dissent. <clears throat> the dissenting side, right? Let's continue on. Let's hear what Biden had to say. Situation where we have foreign 
company, countries trying to interfere in the outcome of our election. His own, own national security advisor told him that what is happening with his buddy, well, I won't, I shouldn't, well, I will. His buddy, Rudy Giuliani, he's being used as a Russian pawn. He's being fed information that is Russian, that is not true. And then what happens? Do we think in this room, is Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York, a Russian tool, a Russian pawn? Nobody thinks that. You do, Lauren? You really do believe he's a Russian pawn? Well, he has a lot of business interests. He's over there. He's talking to uh, all oh the, the Ukrainian. Uh, the, head, the head of he intelligence services for the United States government is now saying the laptop is not a bit of disinformation from Russia. The laptop is not a bit of disinformation from Russia, but they're authenticating it. The, the, the fact the media isn't fully covering it. We will cover more of this in our next segment in a little bit. Big question. Who won this debate? Were you surprised by anything you saw? Sadie, you, you said you were surprised. What were you surprised by? I was very surprised that Trump was able to follow the rules. Seemingly in the very beginning of it, he got a little loose in the end. But in the beginning, he, he really composed himself. I was very, very surprised. You liked the civility we saw tonight from I Trump. I did. I really did. Mm -hmm. Who? Go ahead, Mark, real quick. I would say that... Trump did a better job on this debate, but he was forced to do a better job on this debate. But who won the debate? I would say it had to be Biden. Okay, well, I haven't asked that question, question yet, but I'm going to do it. Mark actually answered the Mark, question. Mark, i got to give everybody a shot. Who won this debate? Show of hands. Donald Trump. Joe Biden. So two of you thought Joe Biden won. Three of you thought Joe Biden won. Everybody else, Sadie, you're abstaining. Who did you think won this? Somebody, clearly, somebody won this debate. As far as expectations go, yep. I guess my the bar was so low for Trump that it, it really seemed like he might have won. Um, this is Joe Biden trying to, I think, sidestep a little bit, a question about his family enriching itself in China and the president's response. It's not about his family and my family. It's about your family. And your family's hurting badly. You're sitting at the kitchen table this morning deciding, well, we can't get new tires, they're bald, because we have to wait another month or so. That's a typical political statement. Let's get off this China thing. And then he looks, the family, around the table, everything. Just right. a typical politician. Action, who came across better in that response? Trump or Biden? Trump, Biden. Trump. Why? Why? He, he hit the nail on the head. It's politics as usual. Biden's speech to me, looking at the camera point, I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. It's around your family table, but mm. apparently there's a lot of bald tires out there. I just know that. Everyone has a bald tire. But Mark, you said Biden um, came off better in that exchange. Explain. I think what's happening here is we're talking about China and trade and a true Republican would never use tariffs. Ronald Reagan would never use tariffs, nor George Bush, uh, in a trade war. Tariff, uh, actually, Ronald Reagan, for whom I work, did use tariffs, he did and he was tariffs. called a protectionist called, by the Cato he, Institute he was, after he, he left office. Wow. Let that sit for a minute. Wow. People, I see that we have a phone call. If you want to uh, get in on the conversation, use your touchstone tone and press one on the touch tone, I'll see the indicator and we'll bring you in on the conversation. But if not, thanks for listening, 708. So look, people 
in their agenda think they know so much, but there's a person that actually worked for Ronald Reagan. And it just blew, I was gonna say it before, but I waited. He just, in my opinion, he just looked, he just looked whacked out. He looked like, anyway, we're not gonna go into what he looked like, but he was just whacked out. He thought he knew a true Republican would never use terrorists. So listen to what he says afterwards, after, you know, after uh, Ingram, Ingraham, as I like to call her, uh, straightens him. Listen to what he says now. Reagan was the start of free trade discussions in this country in terms of trying to have it with Mexico and Asia and other locations. Okay, we have to move on to another topic. Biden made this claim about Obamacare that we seem to have heard before. Not one single person with private insurance would lose their insurance under my plan, nor did they under Obamacare. Now, millions of people lost their health coverage, uh, just the fact under Obamacare. Who in our focus group trusts Biden when it comes to health care? Show of hands. Two of you. Why? Why? Because I think um, he can continue to um, make sure people can uh, still, people who have pre conditions yeah. still remain on their um, policies for their companies. But, but Lauren, they said. Who is this guy? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. But look, look. You know, not putting any aspersion on him, but they put him in the room and, and he's sitting up front and he's saying what he's saying, but he doesn't have, in my opinion, just my opinion, a grasp of the facts, pre-existing conditions. Okay. Now, what did Trump say in the debate yesterday? People were in their emotions, so they didn't listen. He said that if hope, he hoped that Obamacare gets struck down, but if it doesn't, he's had his people working it, and it worked better under them, right? Worked better under them. He had his people working, so he had it working so people could still have health care. But he hopes it can strike down so the Republicans could put something better in place. But if not, it will still be working and it will no longer be Obamacare because basically his administration has been the one with his bureaucrats actually working this thing. Right? So we have to look at this. Like when I look at people and I and I, I hear they and see their emotions. And coming from the type of business that I do, constantly producing, constantly putting out, ever since I was 15 years old, 15, that's a long time, 15 years old, right? DJ my first party at 14, put out my first mixtape at 15, and constantly grinding on, working with rap, all the way through college, DJing parties, opening up my store, running my business, running my record company, doing all that, putting out records, putting out records that they could go right over to iTunes, well, it's now Apple Music, and download right now. There is a certain drive that you need to make this happen. And when you don't know what it takes, just the 
just what it takes. You think that it's easy until you get easy. there and you see how we make this look easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We make this look easy. How many hours of preparation? You see people with their broadcasts. You see them. <laughs> you see them with their dusty camera. You see them. You see them just in my, you know, and not putting a aspersion on people because everyone starts somewhere, but sooner or later you have to develop and show that you appreciate people watching your product. You have to elevate, you have to evolve, you have to develop to the point that people know that you appreciate them watching your product. That's what we do. How many hours does it take to put this together? Slides, editing, video. So when people don't know what it takes, the best thing they should do is go along like what they're doing. Unless they're going to come off that reciprocal spinning wheel, get out of that mindset and get into the mind state to be able to take the facts, catch, analyze, retain, and then shoot when necessary. This is what we do on this show. Catch, analyze, retain, and shoot to produce this production. And now they're trying to clip me now because I'm talking about organizational skills. And for people to sit up and say things and live in emotion and worry about cult of a personality instead of dealing with, look, they're trying to clip me again. Look, I'm telling you, dealing with cult of personality and not policy. What it takes to get it done and executing to get it done. And once you execute to get it done, you understand what you are, what you have been seeing for the last three and a quarter years that you didn't see with your emotional Obama. And I voted for Obama twice. Didn't vote for Trump once. Not going to vote for him again and not going to vote for Biden because I'm not a Dixie Crit. We've been through that. But they, they're not talking reparations. Democrats start talking reparations talking in 2019. And then they just dropped it off when it comes to the election. And then when you go to Biden's plan, you see lift every voice and sing. They're, they're criticizing wow. Trump because he has the platinum plan. He brought it up to date. But they got lift every voice and sing. It's the same thing. Except for the one puts you in debt and the other one says they're bringing money to get you paid. I don't know. Lift every voice and sing. That's good. But it's too many stanzas. How many stanzas in it? About eight? How many stanzas? <laughs> Look that up. How many stanzas and lift every voice and sing? Like that's before they learned how to do <laughs> how they learn how to do eight bars, sixteen to twelve, eight bars, sixteen to twelve, eight bars or sixteen twelve. <laughs> Come on, man. How many how many stanzas to lift every voice and sing? It says three. It says three. No. 
three. They, they, those are some. Okay. How? Okay. Wait a minute. Then there, there are bars. There's like 40, 40 or seventy bars per each stanza. Right. I mean, it's a long. Right. It's long. <laughs> it's a long song, man. Okay. Look. Okay. Look, man. Look, I'm breaking up in my head because I was a producer, still am, and I'm cutting up by bars. I'm looking at bars and counts and 16, 8, 16, 8, 16, 8, or 12, 4, 12, 4, 12, 4. And that is a long song. <clears throat> It'll keep you in the weeds for a long time like, like Biden's. Go back and watch our show where we break down Biden's plan. It was the first debate. And before the debate, we did the tail of the tape. Man, you need to be up on what's happening. And that's the whole point. You have to know what's happening and be able to catch, analyze, and shoot. Catch, analyze, retain, and shoot. And this guy sitting up front has not been able to shoot anything that's cognizantly coherent to the point of knocking down anyone else's point, and that's a problem. They said then, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Turns out you couldn't. Well, I could, and I actually have been on Obamacare for five years, mm -hmm. and it was great. Um, and I, I am not a me person, I'm more of an us person, and it's better for America that we all have coverage. Taylor, young voter, first time. The law disincentivized getting health care in the first place. People are willing to pay the penalty than they are to get the actual health insurance in the first place under the law. Mm. Paul, when you look to pay your health care premium every month, whether it's subsidized by a business or not, did you know or did yours go up over the last four or five years? It's uh, it's stayed pretty steady. Um, I haven't noticed any specific change. Oh my God, mine's like tripled. Oh, Debbie's a small uh, business owner. Yeah, we're small also, business owners. Yeah, I am small too. business went way up. We're thrilled this year. We're only at a 2.8 percent increase, the less or the least amount we've had in the last probably 10 years. Now, Biden and Trump uh, couldn't have been uh, more different in their approach to China. She said in the last two years, who's running? Who's running Obamacare right now? The Affordable Care Law? The Affordable Care Act? Who's running Obamacare? Didn't he say in the debate that they ran it and they ran it better? They ran it cheaper? Did you listen? And this woman sits up here. She's not a plant. She's a business owner. And she said that, they, that she got the lowest rate in the last two years. So they had to clean it up for the first year. And right. then the next two years leading up to So you know what's true and what's not true by just listening. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Take a listen. listen. If you were president, would you make China pay? And please be specific. What would that look like? What I'd make China do is play by the international rules, not like he has done. He embraces guys like the thugs like in North Korea and and uh, and the Chinese president and Putin and others. And he pokes his finger in the eye of all of our friends, all of our allies. They devalued their currency and they also paid up. And you know who got the money? Our farmers, our great farmers, because they were targeted. You never charged them anything. Who has a tougher approach to China, Biden or Trump? 
I will say from, from a farmer's perspective, uh, the American farmer stands with Trump uh, 100%. We saw what happened uh, when, when the relief came from the, the, the trade wars with China and uh, conventional farmers all the way to sustainable agriculture uh, and everybody in between. Uh, we saw uh, policy become action and benefit from the policies of the Trump administration. Oh, we heard that. The question that you have to ask yourself as an American black, are you an American or aren't you? That's what you have to ask yourself. So you want America to win because if you put yourself in the right position, if you put your children in the right position, Donald Trump said that he signed an executive order that had to do with people not necessarily having to have a four-year degree, but as long as they had the ability, had a trade. He wanted to move it back to trade. Did you hear about that? So you wouldn't have to get all these loans and have to do all that. If you have the ability to do it, if you can test into the job, you have the job. Did you listen? Did you listen? No, you were emotional. Oh, he, he, he's go. You listen to Biden back in 16. They're going to put you back in chains. Or was that 12? Was that 11 going into 12? 12. They're going to put you back in chains. You listen to Biden. You were all emotional. You dealt with a personality instead of policy. You worried about what the man said and didn't look at his action because character is action. And you didn't look. And you voted for a man that's going to reverse all of this. Going to make America be on the hook for environmental issues that the other countries don't have to kick in until... 2036 will be a will be a third world country with no oil with no fracking with none of the things all the restrictions they want to put into place talking about anyway let's continue on jeez the farmers were all going to turn against Trump. Remember that narrative? That was a that was a pretty strong narrative. But farmers lose their farms as well during the process. The small, the far, small. I don't farmers. think. I think the small, the small farmers have mm -hmm. been declining in America for about forty-five years. Tell is an authentic revolt of the elites, to use the expression, where, where elite interests that that seem to want to be friendly with China are are protecting the Biden family, um, right. his son. And I think that we're seeing the coverage for, for uh, by those elites against American workers. All right, workers we got to wrap, people. but excellent point to end on. Okay, so people, that's as clear as it can get. Unfortunately, yes, it came from Fox News, but it's true. And when you look at it, and if you just do the research and see whose business entanglements are entangled in you would vote your best interest. You would vote your best interest. You would vote your best interest. What you got to say? You know, seeing as though so many people were into the early voting thing. Now, you didn't win it.
and jump the gun without hearing all the facts. You know, there's a scripture for that. And scripture says it's a fool that answers a matter without knowing all the facts. And you could not have known all the facts because if you voted for Biden, you didn't do any research. Now, this is not about like, like D said, we don't have no dogs in this fight because we're not voting. We're not talking about reparations. They need to demonstrate something different to us and others like us. However, you know, y'all didn't went and jumped the gun. Oh, yeah, thinking somehow that voting early was going to ensure the, the win. That's not necessarily true, but I'm going to tell you. I don't trust anything about the Dems. I don't trust them. I got two personalized invite vote letters yesterday. These people got their name. They didn't. They didn't mailed it with their personal names uh, from what Cecilia somebody on one of them. And you know when you go in and it's, it's a handwritten letter, handwritten. So you got people. You they pulled out all the stops. And I'm sure I could see where that came from out of all the cleverness in their effort to, but if, if, if it's going to be a sad case of events, and like I said, I'm going to have me a big bowl of popcorn, but it's going to be a sad case of events if this person gets in there and y'all going to be rejoicing. It's going to be party, party, streamers flying. Uh, um, you know, fireworks going and everything, and y'all going, yeah, fire until the first thing hit that's not working in your favor. It's gonna take a while though, because a sodomite has a way of easing their way up into the spot. You understand what I'm saying? So if they've prepped you up real good, they're going to ease their way in. So it's going to take a while. Y'all still going to be partying. And then, then it's going to die down. Do, 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 do. You hear the disco music in the back. Party! So it's going to go on for about a year. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. About a year. Do, do, do. <laughs> that's how it's gonna be. That's how it's gonna be. That's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be party, 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 party because they still gonna be selling you fluff. Once the the foot is good and in at the door after the hundred days, if ain't nothing happened under the hundred days, baby, you didn't, they, the precedent that been set for the rest of the four years. And for one hundred days exactly, I'm gonna be watching. Then I'm going to stop watching. I'm just going to stop watching. I hear it. And, you know, I'll, I'll keep my ear open. But I'm having my eyes set towards something else. But my ear is going to stay open. It's just like, <laughs> I, I mean, a hundred days. A hundred days to flip-flop. That should be a book. One hundred days to flip-flop. That That's going to be good. And I, I secretly... Um, welcome to entertainment. I secretly welcome the entertainment, so it's no secret anymore. But you know, if you guys had taken the time to 
to go look at the platinum plan. And you may say, well, if it's so good, how come you didn't vote for him? Because we going to need our money, though. <laughs> we still going to need our money no matter how good of a plan that anybody comes up with. We going to still need that money. We going to need the money. We going to need the money that's equivalent to reparations to repair your wrongs. You got to give us the dollar amount equivalent to the value of what we were supposed to have today that we built on. You know what that means? We own everything. So unless, until I see that, I'm not voting. I'm out of the voting field. I'm no longer a voter. No longer a voter until, and all of this registration stuff, that's a, a whole nother thing. That's having your name on different books. I'm into taking my name off of books these days. And name all of these different books. Listen. Voting people abstaining is a vote. They're, they're leaving something out of civics class. Yay, nay, abstain. You, you heard it in the, by the raise of hands, that was a vote. And they said that the woman, Cecilia, I guess that's what her name was, you're, you abstain. Abstention or abstaining is a vote. You just have to have your voice saying it and have media coverage, which we're saying it here. This is our media coverage. We make media places for people to be heard right here at lordlandfilms.com, right? When you say yay, nay, or abstain, you are abstaining. It's not about making the other person win. And if you understand, it doesn't matter who's in there if they're not wanting to do for your group. <laughs> so that whole thing is so whack. It is whack thought process because they're not doing anything for you. And you put a segregationist in there and he's going to finish the job. He's going to find a way to finish the job. Listen, people, you see the new flyer design for our covers, for our, our ads now, right? You see the new design. Get your cell phone with your uh, scanner and scan the barcode and smash a few dollars on the hashtag TFR podcast, excuse me, dollar sign. TFR podcast live account on Cash App. That's right. On Cash App. We make it easy for you. You like the commentary that we put down. We bring you information that we you can use. Make sure that you smash that because we are more prolificness for your donation. We are more prolificness for your donation. Look where we broadcast. Remember when I tell you, remember when I told you that you have to let people know that you appreciate them tuning in to your broadcast. You make something special every single day and once a week on Sunday, Monday through Friday and once a week on Sunday, we make something special and we ask that you show us how you appreciate what we're doing by taking your phone 
and scanning the barcode and putting a few dollars into the dollar sign TFR podcast live account, right? So we can keep on bringing this program and this program to you so we can expand program because, you know, in 2021, we are opening up with more shows. It's more hours. We want to be able to employ because I come from a, a background of entrepreneurship. So we want to be able to employ people and you will assist in that. So make sure that you smash the share button, the like button. Make sure that you go to, or just go to Cash App and go to Dollar Sign TFR Podcast Live and smash a couple of dollars on there. Say, yeah, you know, we like what you're talking because when we go research it, we find out, we research the facts and we find out what you're saying is true indeed. So people, this is Friday. Can you believe it? Another five days are gone. This Sunday, it's episode 135 of hashtag TFR Podcast Live. That's the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast. 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's my wife and I. The hashtag TFR Podcast Live, the film review crew, the husband and wife team. Tune in. We have a jam-packed show with many films to review. We're talking about more Halloween films that are good for the American Black and the Black diaspora to watch during Halloween. It will not harm your psyche any, these films. So tune in this Sunday. And of course, Monday through Friday, 930 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. It is hashtag observations TFR by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress. That's my sister, y'all. Make sure that you smash the share button, smash the like button. Go back and watch the previous episodes because they're jam-packed with information to get you up to date. You should binge watch over the weekend 1 through 43 to get ready for Monday 44. Or binge watch and, and binge watch episodes 104 through 110 of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live in episodes 121 up to 135 to get you ready. Excuse me, up to 134 to get you ready for 135 this Sunday. Binge watch over the weekend. It is information that will possibly be able to save your life. It's our observations. It's our opinions. We enjoy coming to you this week. Look out for in 2021 for a new show coming to fill in the Saturday. So we'll have Monday through Friday, a whole nother show on Sunday. And then the flagship, the film review, movies, music, culture, politics, society podcast on Sundays. It's a lot of work put in, but you know, it's all worth it because we make sure that we disseminate great information. So, people, we will see you 
on Monday. And before that, we will see you on Sunday on the Film Review Life channel. Smash the like button, smash the share button, subscribe, click the bell so you'll be notified when we come on. And we will see you with another great episode of Hashtag Observations TFR on Monday, episode 44. There's something about Germany, why I made a curator's pick of the Hollywood French community, unity, heart, 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.